Going, man. Good, brother. How you been? Good. That's a good song. Who uh, who wrote that song? Whose song is it? That is a man by the name of Jonathan Colton. Uh, I like him a lot because uh, he's a man with initiative. He wrote that song. He, as you can guess, he was a code monkey, a designer. Okay. And then all of a sudden, the wife comes home and says, "I'm pregnant." And then he decides, "Oh." And in the nine months of that, he quit his job, decided to be a rock star, wrote that song and a bunch of others. And I don't know if it panned out for him yet, but I know this one. Oh, there you go. There's a free <laughs> plug for him, Jonathan Colton. Is the song, it's called Code, Code Monkey? It's called Code Monkey. Code He's Monkey. got another one called Ikea. And I'll just have to go through the Oh, it's a it. song that you put together yourself. Apparently, yeah. I can see it. <laughs> they shan't send you a bunch of parts. They leave out a few. <laughs> and uh, here, put it together yourself. You get frustrated halfway through. and <laughs> <laughs> Swear at your wife or your significant other, boyfriends, girlfriends. Whatever. Oh, I fucking hate Ikea. Huh. Well, it's, to- it's October 27th. Um, is got it? some stuff coming up. Halloween. Halloween's coming up. Are you, you dressed up for Halloween? I? No. You gonna pretend to be a podcaster? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, there you go. I, there I got you a go. couple. Someone's gonna have quick, fake, quick wit. Fake podcaster, fake rock star. I got there you a, list, go. a list. Uh, fake Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z, man. That's. Did I get it right? Yeah. Fuck look yeah. At look at this guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's one for the win. Every time we lose, we get the Rasta horn. Oh. You don't want to hear the Rasta horn. I will be very familiar with that <laughs> by the end of this. Episode. Uh, well, we're gonna go through UFC 205, I think. Yes. Is that the plan? That's the plan. Okay. So we'll go through, uh, kind of talk about who's gonna win or who do we think's gonna win, who do we want to win, and then kind of who the betting favorites the real are. The winner is so. the fan. For you, yes. UFC 205, you're 100 percent right. Uh, I don't remember a card this big ever. I don't know if there ever was. You, know what? you, you, know? gotta, you gotta like love them or hate them. You gotta give them props. You know, first card ever in New York because they helped lift that ban earlier this year. Yeah. Madison Square Gardens. You have to. You gotta go big. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what he did. This card is stacked. I feel like uh, WME or well, I guess when it was getting put together, it was Zufa. Uh, so I guess Zufa. And Dana White kind of slapped the New York commissioners in the face saying, you know, this is what you'd be missing out on. You know, you banned it. There was corruption, blah, blah, blah. Now some dude's going to jail. Um, we could have had this a long time ago. You know, there's a lot of money going to be brought to the state. I mean, New York's New York's big, but they used to have to have the fights in Jersey. I mean, it's just right across the bridge. Yeah. Like, you know, put them in New York, put it at MSG. And uh, now you've got the biggest card of all time. It feels like the biggest card of all time to me now coming up, which is different. I look back at some of the cards, some of like uh, Pride cards and Shudo mm-hmm. cards, and I look back and say, wow, were those fucking awesome stacked cards. Uh, but at the time, I didn't realize, you know, these guys were going to be legends. A lot of times there was no names, blah, blah, blah. This is filled yeah. with names from start to finish. You know everybody on the card. Uh, maybe not Caitlin Chikugian. This is her only her second UFC fight. Uh, but everybody else is damn near veterans now. Yep. So, are, are you excited? Like, like, I'm excited uh, for 205. Yeah, I uh, I want to have a 205 party. Just you? yeah, and I don't usually. Usually, mm-hmm. I get so pissed off when there's anybody around me when I'm trying to watch the fights. They're <laughs> talking and yeah. this and that. 
it's like every, everybody just shut the fuck up, get out of my house, because uh, I like I like I get into it. Yeah, yeah. You know, at some point I'll be standing at my on my couch screaming at the TV. But I think maybe I'll have peep whatever. In. Right. Maybe, it's yeah. Fun. Maybe watch your mailbox. You might get an invite. Look at so. that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I always thought it was like that dirty secret that I'm only allowed over when nobody else. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were here last time. I had house guests that were <laughs> staying for for a few weeks. Yes, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if you guys, you guys didn't hear because I didn't put it out, but yeah. uh, my friend Scott joined us for a podcast and it was tough. There was a lot of talking over each other and that usually doesn't sound good, but that's the problem with using uh, one mic. Yeah. You know, if there's two mics that we're talking over each other, who cares? We could just mute yeah. that one out in the process, you know, or yeah, exactly. mute this one out, whatever the, no, this way you're, you're fucked. I think we gotta, I think that's our next investment. I learned the secret of podcasting when it last Saturday and I saw Jay and Tom Bob get old. And yeah, they had like three mics. Yeah. And then like still controlling it and it was great, but it was, yeah. it was funny as hell. Yeah. The other secret I think to podcasting is uh, waiting your turn. It's all like basic kindergarten rules, right? When someone else is speaking, you listen. When Absolutely. someone else is speaking, I listen, you know. Absolutely. No, no, it's, it's simple. Yep. Yeah. You just got to wait for the person to finish. Yeah. But I'm not very good at that, but. We're not professional podcasters either. I mean, we never... Did you go to fucking podcasting school or some shit? No, I don't know. No, no, no. I signed up for night classes, but then I realized it doesn't fucking exist. You signed up for night classes, and you realized the you podcasting. couldn't read in the dark? That's right. That's okay. Right. <laughs> oh, man. You're ugly, and you're ugly, and your mother ugly, and your sister ugly. You're just plain old ugly. You ugly. <laughs> That's what happens when I've got a bad joke. What about Stranger Things? Were you watching that? Yeah, that was fantastic. But that was 80s, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, but it wasn't like it was set in the 80s, being the 80s. Yeah. This Luke Cage was set in 2016, trying to be the 80s. Oh, it's not acting like it's year 1980, right? Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, okay. They have a guest star of, of Method Man. Sweet. And they like. Make reference to, hey, man, when you were out with Meth Man, that was my shit, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, you know, Stranger Things was the 80s being the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> like, M-E-T-H-O-D, man. <laughs> you know that song? Yeah. Fucking awesome song. M-E-T-H-O-D, man. That's funny. Gives him a hoodie, because Luke Cage's problem is... <laughs> Luke Cage's problem is, like, he keeps getting shot, but he's bulletproof. Yeah. So he's, the whole show, he's like, I'm fucking tired of buying new clothes, because his clothes get shot up, but he's fine. Yeah. So he, like, takes Method Man's hoodie and gives him that one, and then, because Method Man prompted everybody's buying his bullet hole fucking clothes. Ah, uh, I see. So it's cool for him to wear holes, <laughs> yeah. the little shirts. He should just wear, like, uh, old jerseys. Right. Bunch of holes in it. There you go. Or those mesh shirts. That's right. I'm not saying anything, but it is 2016. <laughs> yeah. You are one pathetic loser. <laughs> All right. Hey. Uh, UFC 205. Now we get into up. it. You're excited? I'm a fanboy of nerd stuff, but you are Not a geek when it comes to this stuff. Fucking fanboy. Don't call yourself a fanboy. That's insulting, man. There's nothing wrong with being a fanboy. It sounds like you're one of those Japanese guys that are standing in line cheering for fucking Sailor Moon or something like that. Sailor Musa, sign this paper. No, man. Yeah, but the, a Japanese guy is cheering for Sailor Moon is no different than you being excited for Ninja Standing Trolls. in line or standing in a crowd with... It's just weird, man. It's just... That's just... Weird. You stand. I enjoy a, certain things. You don't call your, well, you call yourself a fanboy if you want. I won't do you it. You stand in a crowd and watch grown men beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, but I don't jump up and down and cheer or anything. I just like you just told me you jump oh, up on your couch screaming and at stuff the TV. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not like uh, oh, there's 
Tyrone Woodley. Hey, Tyrone, sign my bosoms. You might. No, I, but I said I wouldn't. This, this, all this hate you have for him might be like. I don't have hate for him. I really like the guy. He like didn't Except reply. Except when he talks. He didn't like reply to your fan letter. Now you're all heartbroken. Yeah. No. <laughs> it, it goes back to the word deserve. That fuck that pisses me off. Uh, I'm a fan of, uh, of, uh, Luke's as well. And he used the word deserve. Uh, was it GSP? It wasn't GSP. Somebody else. Deserve. Deserve, deserve, deserve. No, you don't deserve shit. Let me ask you this. If they worded it, worded it with, I've earned. Yeah. And they've actually earned. But that's by what I put mean. in work. That's what I mean. Then fuck it? yeah. In some, in some contests, can't deserve and earned be the same thing? But what if you didn't do either? You well, can't just say you deserve it. Yeah. So, okay, let's take a look at uh, Juliana Pena. Okay. Okay. So she's shitting on Ronda Rousey because Ronda Rousey's going to come back. She's going to get the immediate title shot. Juliana Pena says, uh, well, I've been fighting while Ronda's out. I deserve it. Okay. So she said that. You know how many times she's fought in 2016? How many? The exact same amount of times as Ronda. Zero. Uh, do you know how many wins she has? Zero. All these things doesn't yeah. make it true. You're just saying it. Oh, no. I so she got shit on. Well, if I if Ronda gets a shot and I don't, then I'm going to quit the UFC. Everybody kind of went, bye. Yeah. You see you later. You know, <laughs> if if you put in work, you know, and then all of a sudden you got stepped over, I'd be like, dude, you earned it. So That should be your shot. Do you deserve it? No, nobody deserves it. That's a handout phrase. So would you say Khabib does... Uh, deserves no. title shot no he's no? had one fight in the last two and a half years against uh i think he was a number 10 guy mm. no no you want to fight a top five one two three then you does you deserve because you've put in the work and you earned it uh tyrone woodley didn't fight for two fucking years or whatever it is his fight was against carlos condit carlos condit blew out his knee it's not like you put in work and you defeated carlos condit you don't deserve shit but look what he did to robbie lawler well that's great but it doesn't mean he deserved to be there. And he beat Robbie Lawler, which I hate to say the word fluke because it wasn't a fluke. But one punch, you knocked him out. Again, if you see that fight going 100 times, that happens twice out of 100 times. Now, does he win? Yeah, I actually think he's going to win 70% of the fights. But not like that, you know? Yeah. So, does he deserve? No, he doesn't deserve. And then all of a sudden he's telling everybody he's not going to fight Stephen Thompson, who he is now. So you got to give him big fucking props because Stephen Thompson put in work. Right? He went from, uh, you fought Rory McDonald, who just come off of a, a title shot loss. You're fighting that number one or two guy. Where was that guy? Uh, uh, Tyrone Woodley fought? Nope. <laughs> Wasn't there. Yeah. Don't tell me you deserve anything. Okay, so, so that's that round. So outcome <laughs> for that one. Tyrone, Steven. Uh, I think Tyrone Woodley's going to win it. Uh, and you know, if Tyrone Woodley beats uh, Steven Wonderboy Thompson and defends his title one more time, then he can start talking. I deserve or I earn because then he did. Yeah. You know? So like So predictions uh wise of like what round, how's he gonna do it? Okay, so we've got I got two different answers to all the fights. Let's hear it. Not not all the fights, some of them the, the betting odds agree with. So I'm gonna tell you that I think Tyrone Woodley's gonna win. I think he's gonna win in the second round. Second. Uh whether it's gonna be ground and pound, TKO, whatever, I think wrestling's gonna come into play. Uh he's gonna Stephen Thompson's gonna play the long game. He's gonna play distance, he's gonna play pick his shots. Uh, Tyrone Woodley can close that gap in a hurry. Dude is in a hurry to close that gap. And when he does, he can clinch. Uh, he can strike. Um, I think it's going to be second round. I think it's going to be TKO. TKO. I think it's going to be TKO. However, Stephen Thompson is the favorite in this fight. 
Yeah, by like a lot, isn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, he is. Like a minus two hundred favorite. Like that's. I think that's probably the biggest gap on the. Uh, no, Frankie Edgar, Jeremy Stevens. I think is the biggest biggest betting gap. Um, you'd be fuck. No, I'm gonna take it back. Tyrone Woodley with the win, and if I was betting, I'd put the money on Tyrone Woodley as well. Ooh. He's the underdog. He's a plus one seventy. I I could use that money. Um, I'm gonna put the money on on uh, Tyrone Woodley. He's the underdog, and he's also not the fan favorite. But you know, I'm, I'm yeah. a fan, and I don't listen to the fans. Fuck the fans. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What about the people that just scream, just bleed? We don't listen to them at all. We don't. We don't. We just we just take their beer away. Tell them to sit down in the corner. <laughs> Just, just sit down. Maybe have a nap. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my prediction, man. Stephen Thompson can do it. I mean, of course he can. He's a fucking beast. Okay. You know, look what he did to Rory McDonald. But I'm having a problem with that Rory McDonald fight because Rory McDonald spent most of the time just trying to protect his nose. I feel like there wasn't a full fight. Uh, mm-hmm. Rory went in there with a broken nose. Spent most of the fight trying to protect his nose. Wasn't uh, going full out. I think if Rory went in there healthy, Stephen went in there healthy, um, I think it might be a different outcome. But we've already seen the Rory Tyron fight, and Rory won. How is that allowed to happen? You have to go in and You don't tell anybody. (laughs) Don't tell anybody because if you don't go in there, you don't get paid. Yeah. You know? It was the last fight on his contract. He had to go in there. He had to fight it out to either A, uh, if he won, beat Stephen Thompson, Wonderboy Thompson, uh... You've got much more leverage to get way more money, but he lost. He didn't look great in his loss because he kept trying to protect his face, you know. Uh, and he didn't get what he was looking for, so now he's in Bellator. So. <laughs> but again, uh, Tyrone Woodley lost to Rory McDonald. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson beat Rory McDonald. I think we're going to have to put an asterisk, asterisk next to it. <laughs> next to that win? Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm going with Tyrone well, Woodley here. The one th- Fan you- favorite, Stephen Thompson. So the one kind of, uh, all right, so let's jump. I don't want to start at that part of the card. I want to ask you about. Go whatever. Go, let's go. Let's start from the very first fight, work way up. So Liz. Carmouche. Carmouche versus Caitlin. Okay. Uh, Caitlin is the favorite in this. Um, they both, they're both their last fights was against Lauren Murphy. Um, but that was Caitlin's first fight in the UFC. Caitlin's the favorite. Liz is the, uh. Is the what's it called? Uh, the veteran. Veteran, yeah. Um, fuck, Caitlin's. I think eight and zero right now. Uh, and people, I'm doing this off of memory, so fuck you if I'm wrong. But I'm ninety nine percent sure she's eight and zero. Her first fight was against Lauren Murphy in the UFC. I think it was Fight Night eighty one. Okay, I think or ninety one. Anyways, both similar opponent was the last opponent. They both won via decision. Um, Liz, I think, has something to prove and. I think she's going to prove it. Uh, she's the veteran. We're going with Liz for the win. Uh, on the betting odds, she's the underdog. I'm putting money on Liz. I think she's going to win. I know Caitlin's undefeated, but that only lasts for so long. Hey, man. Veterans, That's right. you got that experience for a reason. Yeah. You know. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just saying, like, you're right. Caitlin only had one fight in the UFC. Her second one is in Madison Square Garden. That's overwhelming. I don't care who you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That. People don't think that that matters in fighting per se, but no, crowds still can get in your head. Oh yeah, fuck up your game. Yeah, like that's huge. Center, man. That's huge. People, people are always like, if you're a true professional, no, not right away. Yes, if you've been in that circuit for five or six years, now the crowd doesn't really affect you that much. Yeah, when you're a rookie like that, big time. Uh huh. Big time. 
let's let's look at fighting a, like stand-up comedy, right? When you're doing stand-up comedy, do you go for the biggest shows right away? You're yeah. trying to pack MSG yourself? No. no. No, you don't. You work your way up. Yeah. Her eighth fight was in the UFC. She had So she had seven fights outside of the UFC. Um, I think she's a kickboxer as well or a boxer. Uh, so she's fought on, you know, lots of competition and stuff before, but this is different. You know, uh, MSG is, I think, going to swallow her up. Liz Carmouche is a beast. She has something to prove. I know she's lost two of her last three. Um, I don't care. I think she's got something to prove. Next one. Yep. Vincent Luke versus uh, Bilal Muhammad. Uh, Bilal, Ma- Bilal? I can't even say it. Bilal. Anyways, so Muhammad yeah. is... Uh, Muhammad Lee. Decision. No, no, no. The decision is Muhammad's going to win. Um, I don't know how, and I don't know around. I'm going to say a decision. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Jim Miller, Thiago Alves. Tiago. Tiago. Alves. Alves. Okay, I'm going to pause right here. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have uh, Jim Miller in this. I know that's not going to be the popular choice. Uh, Jim Miller fights at 155. He's always fought at 155. Uh, he is durable, tough. His ground game is second to, to none in the 155 division. I mean, okay, Rafael Dos Santos, and there's a few, or just Rafael Dos Anjos, uh, and there's a few other ones, but not many people could beat Jim Miller on the ground. And I think that's where this is going to end up. Tiago Alves is the minus 165 favorite. He was fighting at 170. He's dropping down to 155. This is going to be his first fight at 155. And he is a beast. If you guys haven't seen any Tiago Alves fights, go check them out. He's got some mean, nasty, ill-intentioned leg kicks. And he can hurt you. I don't know how the weight cut's going to go. Uh, he had a somewhat of a tough time hitting 170. Uh, he does look like a 155 fighter naturally. He's a smaller guy, but he's solid muscle. I don't know how his weight cut's going to go to 155. I think for his debut, I think Jim Miller's going to take it. And I think he's going to take it in the first or second round uh, via submission. I don't know what it's going to be, but uh, just if it goes to the ground, which Jim is going to take it to the ground, yeah, it's over. So mm-hmm. That's my pick, man. Raphael versus Tim. Uh, this is a good one. Go My head that. tells me Rafael Natal is going to take this. Uh, betting favorites say Rafael Natal is going to take this. Tim Bosch is big, mean, durable. He spoils a lot of parties. Um, I think Tim Bosch is going to take it. Uh, looks like I keep uh, picking the underdogs in this. Um and I think when I put my bets together, I'm going to do a parlay. I'm going to pick quite a few underdogs, and uh, I'm going to make some money off of these, I think. <laughs> I think Tim Bosch is uh, going to win, and I think he's going to win a decision. Decision? Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's a boring pick to make, but that's how I see this one going. They're both decision fighters, and I think Tim is going to be able to pull off this. Wow. All right. Rashad Evans versus Tim Kennedy. Uh, I would like to see Rashad win this. Really? I would like Rashad's career to come to an end in this. <laughs> I think that if he loses this fight, this will be his last fight. Good. Um, he, well, he made his UFC debut, uh, tough, right? He fought at heavyweight, won, yeah. it was tough two, I think we were talking yeah, about. Yeah. tough two. As a, as a heavyweight, then he dropped down to, uh, 205 pounds. Had a good run there, he was a champ there, then he had a bad run there. 
Uh, I think his last fight, uh, he lost to Glover Teixeira, and he got knocked the fuck out. He did not look good. Uh, he looked small. He looked timid. Uh, but against Glover Teixeira, anybody will, right? So, yeah. um, dropping down 185 pounds for his first time, I think that's going to be a tough weight cut as well. Anytime anybody drops down in weight and they are got a lot of muscle on them, I, I think they're going to have a, a tough weight cut. I think it's going to affect him, and I think Tim Kennedy's had a long layoff, but... He doesn't miss weight. He's a constant professional. Nothing scares him. He's a fucking, what was he, an Army Ranger, Green Beret, something like that. Uh, and when Tim. you talk to the guys that, that know him, um, uh, he doesn't get nervous. He doesn't get scared. He's so used to being shot at. He's the guy that'll lead you into fucking war. And everybody else is timid. And he's running across the field, guns blazing kind of thing. Yeah, he was uh, Special Forces. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't fuck around. So he doesn't get scared. He doesn't get nervous. I mean... Okay, let's say it. Everybody's going to get nervous. But, I mean, when you're used to people trying to kill you, going into fight, Rashad Evans is not a big deal. Rashad um, Evans has got, like, this massive head. He does have a big I head. I feel like would be a good target. I just, I can't stand Rashad Evans. <laughs> I, like, in a personality-wise. Yeah, something about Do him. Do you like his fighting style? you got to give him respect. Because yeah. you yeah. watch Tough Enough 2, he took down the number one and the number two not contender to get him. Tough Enough 2. Tough 2. Tough 2. The ultimate Tough. <laughs> Tough Enough was a different show. Tough Enough tough. was WWF. I'm sorry. WWE. Anyway. <coughs> whatever. He he earned his contract and, and he did have a good run for a while. Yep. But every time. You know like you always got that one fighter that you just. Yeah. You, you're just kind of hoping. Please. Connor. Please. Let like <laughs> his rib shatter into his lung and end his career. Oh and, man. You know what I mean? That's what I'm hoping. Rashad, if you're listening to this, he didn't mean that. I He's do. been drinking. No, I do. <laughs> and and if Tim doesn't do it, I'll see you in the parking lot. Yeah, I'll I, finish it. Tim Kennedy's the favorite in this. <laughs> I I think uh, I think Tim's got this. I think that weight cut's going to be too much for Rashad, and he hasn't looked good. So, all right. Well, here's a match. A little bit of controversy from Khabib. Okay. With his, I deserve this. I deserve that. Yeah. Uh, and Michael Johnson. What do you got for me? Go. Uh, Khabib, what is he, 23-0? 23-0, yeah. 23-0, just came off a layoff. Uh, huge wrestler, he controls everybody he fights. His stand-up is not what you'd call crisp, but it is effective. He uses it exactly the way he needs to, to get in close enough, hit you with big shots, close the gap, take you down. Once he takes you down, he does control you. Uh, Khabib is one of my favorite fighters, uh, but Michael Johnson has good power. He's fast. He moves in and out. He's beat people that he shouldn't have beat, you know. Uh, not that he shouldn't have beat them, but he wasn't expected to beat. Michael Johnson could be the party spoiler in this one. Uh, and he's the, what do we got, a plus 240 underdog. Ah, I can't do it. I can't pick against Khabib in this one. I think Khabib, uh, I think he wins this. And I don't think he TKOs him, though. Decision? An- another one, I think he's going to go to a decision. Ooh. If there's a finish, hear me out. You heard it here first. If there's a finish, it's going to be Michael Johnson knocking him out or TKOing Khabib in, in the first round. Oh, my God. There you it heard is. Here first. There it is. You Miracles see, happen on this podcast. You've seen him on the TV show, heard him on the radio. <laughs> well, you heard it here first, folks. Ooh. Yeah. Khabib's going to win. Uh, but if there's a finish, it's going to be Michael Johnson in the first round. First. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However... Uh, if I'm putting money on it, I am putting money on him in this I one. Even be. though he's the favorite, I'm going to put money on him. All right, all right. Yeah. Frankie Edgar versus Jeremy Stevens or Stephens? Stevens. Stevens. Yeah. You never so, know anymore. Did you watch the press conference where Connor says, who the fuck is that guy? Yeah. That's who that guy is. Yeah. 
Jesus, and he <laughs> will put you to fucking sleep. Like he says, I don't TKO people, I KO people. And he does. <laughs> he hits fucking hard. There's not a whole lot of 155ers that, uh, uh, 155, 145, that I don't want to get hit by. Well, I mean, I don't want to get hit by anybody. But if I had to line them up and pick people I didn't want to get hit by specifically, that's him. Dude can fucking punch. He's had a rough streak. Um, he doesn't have a big name. He's not very famous. But his dance partner, Frankie Edgar, does. And he spoils parties. Frankie Edgar, minus 335 favorite in this. Um, he's proven time and time again. But he beat BJ Penn three times. Uh, I think he's split uh, a trilogy with... Uh, with Gray Maynard. Frankie is quick. He's fast. He just knocked out Chad Mendez. You, you got to go with Frankie with this. I I can't see that I would ever pick against Frankie. Uh, he is the favorite in this. Usually I don't go with the favorites. Not that I pick against them, but I just don't always agree with them. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Stevens can catch you and knock you the fuck out. I don't know if he can catch Frankie Egger. Hmm. Frankie Egger is crafty. He's been there before and he knows what's up. So... Uh, guys, if you're betting, I think you should bet on Frankie Edgar. This is how much I believe that. <laughs> 100 fucking percent. <laughs> All right. Now we're on. Oh, sorry. No, no. Go ahead. Main card. Misha Tate versus Raquel. Raquel, Raquel Pennington. Raquel Pennington. Yeah. So Raquel Pennington is a bulldog. Um, she throws punches to close the gap. Again, another person that wants to clinch you, take you to the ground, beat you up. I think she's going to try to punch in. I think she's going to try to close the gap. I think she's going to try wrestle with Misha Tate, and I think she's going to pay for it. Misha, Misha Tate's, Tate's going to take her. Misha, Misha Tate's a tough, a tough wrestler. Yeah, like, she, she is. Knows she's got that ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her ground, like uh, in terms of BJJ, her ground skills are good BJJ-wise, but they're excellent when it comes to wrestling, when it comes to control. Yeah. Uh, if she can get a position on you, she doesn't usually give up position. Nope. So if she gets a position, she sure. holds it. So does Ra- Raquel Pennington. I just think Misha Tate's being in the big fights more often. Mm-hmm. I think that crafty veteran, I think she's going to take Here's it. Here's the thing. Misha Tate is up and down. Mm-hmm. She has a good fight. She has a bad fight. And didn't she just break up with her boyfriend? She did just break up with Brian Carey. Sure. Uh, allegedly, allegedly, that's the rumors. Yeah. Uh, so that might affect her. Um, I wouldn't blame her if it did. I think Misha Tate is going to take this. She's the minus 185 favorite. Raquel Pennington is the plus 160 underdog. However... On my parlay, I'm picking Raquel Pennington. I don't think she's going to win, but I think she's got a very good chance of winning. Um, she is a bulldog. She's proved so many people wrong in so many different instances. Uh, she's tough. She's durable. So is Misha Tate, but Misha Tate just got finished. And will that mess with her head and breaking up with her boyfriend? I think it might. That Nunez, though, she's a pretty... Oh, man, Nunez she's a beast. beast so. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not like she got beat by somebody she shouldn't have got beat by. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she loses to uh, Ronda, and she loses to Amanda Nunes. That's, yeah. you know, big deal. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so I think Misha Tate's going to win that one. However, when I do pick my parlay, I am going to pick uh, Raquel Pennington. It's, she is the underdog. It's kind of ironic, because Misha Tate applied the strategy Ronda should have used against Holly. Don't stand up with somebody like Holly. You take her to the ground. Well, she did stand up with Holly. Like, it was a five-round fight. Yeah. Uh, the fourth round, she finally got her down, because she couldn't get her down. Because you give Holly credit, her ground defense, like her takedown defenses. Yeah, oh yeah, she, she knew what she was doing. Like it's when good. she went into training, she knew yeah where she needed it. Yeah, but I mean, you don't, you know, like Ronda, 
already had a questionable stand-up game. Oh, and yeah. it was getting better. No, no, no. But Remember, try Ronda to... can beat Floyd Mayweather and oh, stand-up, and she could beat Cain Velasquez. And... What oh, the fuck? God. Nobody yeah. beats Floyd Mayweather. Instead. Even Conor McGregor's like, he says he'll do it, but he's like, he'd knock me silly. Yeah. Like, yes. Not in a guy, boxing match. The guy made a living standing yeah. up and beating the snot out of people, and he was like undefeated for what? 900 rounds ever just, yeah yeah like, 40 and 0 41 and 0 whatever yeah. it was like something yeah. disgusting uh what the hell is that story uh was it wanda sykes or something was at the floyd mayweather manny pacquiao fight <laughs> and uh was it wanda sykes i don't know who it was but yells out about floyd mayweather he's a woman beater and dave Chappelle's sitting kind of two rows back he beats man too bitch <laughs> <laughs> I like that. yeah Dave Chappelle's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Dave Chappelle's still funny. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I think uh, Misha Tate's going to win. However, guys, on my parlay, I am going to pick Raquel Pennington. Um, I'm probably going to make a side bet uh, on this single fight and with Misha Tate winning. It's a 185, uh, negative no. 185 You can't pick favorite, one of but... each. you, you got to pick well, one. Well, I'm picking a parlay and then a winner. So, on my Gosh. parlay, it means, like, I have to win all these fights. So, if I pick eight, I have to get eight straight. And then it's there's a multiplier kind of thing. Gotcha. That's the idea where you you know bet ten dollars and win fifty grand kind of thing. See, so, yeah, I never got into like the big gambling. Yeah. Like normally, I, I tell my friend I'll buy you a shot if this happens. Yeah, I think and I owe you twenty bucks, but I told you to put it in the trunk of the car on the corner someplace. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you just wait because interest has built on this. Interest, interest, it's a loan shark here. That's right. Okay. All right. What's next? Calvin versus Donald Cowboy. Cerrone. Cerrone. I don't know so why I say Calvin Gastelum, Donald Cerrone. <laughs> Donald Cerrone is the minus 165 favorite. Fighting at 170, he's looked great. Fought, uh, he just beat Patrick Cote. He beat, uh, who the hell else did he beat at 170? Oh, people that know are probably screaming at me right now. <laughs> I do know, I just can't think of it. Corona. Um... No, I don't think Donald deserves to be a minus 165 favorite. He's looked good, but Kelvin Gastelum is a fucking... He's a beast. He spoils parties as well. Uh, he was supposed to lose on Tuft, Uriah Hall. He won the Tuft show. Um, so he, he did win the Ultimate Fighter, number 373 or whatever number we're on. <laughs> uh, he was supposed to beat... He was supposed to lose to a bunch of people. Lose to Johnny Hendricks. He was supposed to lose to yeah. everybody. And he doesn't. He did lose his last fight, I think. No, his last he fight won. he won. Rick Story he beat. TKO, head kick, and... Oh, yeah, he was 202. No, 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 this is Donald Cerrone. Oh, sorry. That's who you were talking about. No, no. Kelvin uh, Gastelum. Wrong guy. Yeah. So his last... No, he won Johnny Hendricks. Beat Johnny Hendricks. Neil Mag... Me? Yeah. Tyrone Woodley he lost to. A decision. Split decision, by the way. <laughs> so that's important. I learned something about... Unanimous decisions versus split decisions. Ah, there you go. See, like, I was unaware. Like, to me, unanimous decision means, like, referees said that they won all three rounds. That's what it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's total score, right? So, so you can have three refs no, no, no. agree that you win. That's unanimous. Yes, but not every round. Oh, These yeah, yeah. Not every say, round. Hey, he run yeah. round one, round two, yeah, yeah. but he's still unanimous. That's what yeah. I learned. See, I, I thought split decision means, like, they scored it. They scored it by round, but I thought round victories mattered. 
but they don't. It's still a points thing. Like all three refs can say you won, but maybe you lost round two. Okay, so I think what you're trying yeah. what you're trying to say is uh, all three judges unanimously decided that you won. Doesn't matter how many rounds, as long yes. as you won more than the other guy. Yes. Versus uh, a two to one split in yes. the judges. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. No, no, it's not round by round. <laughs> yes. It but just means unanimously the judges have decided I, that you've won this yeah, fight. Yeah. That's how I used to think. Yeah. And then I was educated by actual refs. There you go. And a fighter who got there very mad go. at me when I said you didn't win unanimously. And I almost got punched. Okay. Uh, where did we leave off? <laughs> Calvin Gaslam yeah. uh, lost to Neil Magny. Um, and he lost to Tyrone Woodley. We just looked it up, so that was cheating. Uh, lost to Tyrone Woodley. It was a split decision. That means at least one judge. Thinks Kelvin Gastelum won that fight. Uh, Kyron Woodley's the champion right now. Uh, I don't think Donald Cerrone beats Kelvin Gastelum. Kelvin no. Gastelum is big. He works hard. He's the consummate underdog. Uh, every time he's the underdog, he wins. He's going to win this one as well. I'm a big Donald Cerrone fan too. I mm. sure like that cowboy. Yeehaw. <laughs> oh, oh, we need to find Yeehaw here. <laughs> cowboy. Mm. Yeehaw! <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now you got Chris Weidman versus Yoel Romero. Okay, Chris Weidman, Yoel Romero. Uh, Chris Weidman's the favorite. I think he's going to win this fight as well. Uh, he lost to Luke Rockhold. I think it was December 12th, 2015. Um, I think he's embarrassed by that. He had to pull out from his next fight, had to get neck surgery. Uh, next healed up. I think he's roaring to go. I think he's got something to prove. Uh, He's tough New Yorker who likes to fight. He was always counted out uh, leading up to Anderson Silva, then beating Anderson Silva twice, Vitor Belfort, Mashida. Um, I, 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 sorry. I would argue he beat him once, and then breaking your leg is like a... Yeah, 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 yeah. but leading up to Anderson Silva, yeah. uh, he was the underdog. He didn't. Nobody gave him a chance. Nobody well, gave him a chance, and even after that, nobody gave him a chance. But like, didn't he beat Silva, and then quickly get busted for roids or something like that i thought who wyden no i swear that wyden's like captain america he's never been busted for roids he got hit with something after it no 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 it's just everybody hated him because he didn't knock out anderson silva anderson silva lost uh, to himself because he was messing around blah 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 i'm gonna do that in quotation marks yeah he put his fist on anderson silva's face when anderson silva was in a fight and started doing salsa or whatever the fuck he thinks yeah. he was doing. Well, he's doing his showboating like he always does. Yeah. And I, I remember that. I remember there was like, he took a dive. There's no way he knocked him out. Yeah. And I'm like, who cares if he took a dive or not? He lost. Yeah. Like, There's a W. And, and, you know, like everyone said someone's going to stop doing that. And I'm like, well, if you're fast enough to do it and you have your record, do it. Yeah. But eventually somebody's going to catch you on it. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's what happened. Weidman caught him. Yeah. And... and he paid the price for showboating. Yeah, that's right, man. If you show off, eventually somebody's going to fucking take. That's right. That's the way it is. That's right, yeah. Uh, back to Chris Weidman. I think he's going to win this fight. My head says he's going to. However, my heart says I want Yo Romero to win. Your heart? I, my, I don't hate Chris Weidman, and I don't even like overly like Yoel Romero, but Yoel Romero has not got that title shot yet. Um there's been some funky stuff in his fights, don't get me wrong. He just got busted with, uh, we'll call them PEDs. Basically, it was tainted supplements yeah. kind of thing. Um, and it was proven that, you know, all the supplements in that, uh, how do you say, 
the USADA or the commission or whoever went and bought a bunch of these supplements that he was doing from different places, yeah. tested them all. They all did show to have those PEDs. However, if he was taking those for 10 years, that's 10 years that he was taking the same PEDs. Yeah. Now he's they're going to be extra scrutinized because of his drug failure. That means he's not going to have that extra little advantage in his in his system. I think I would like to see Romero win this. You know, I don't hold the PED failure against him. I just, I like his wrestling. I really do. Uh, I think he's got like, what does he have? Like 14 and 0 or something? Uh, uh, or 14 and 1? What's Yo uh, Romero there? Yo Romero's record is uh, 13 fights, 12 wins. So he's 12 and 1. Yeah, it's 12 and 1. And he's got 10 knockouts. Ten knockouts. Yeah. <laughs> like that's uh, a there, there's a big old hand there coming, you know. <laughs> yeah. Plus his wrestling. I mean, nobody's out wrestling Yo Romero uh, in pure wrestling. In wrestling for MMA, fuck man, Chris Weidman's wrestling is good. His control yeah. is good, but I don't know. I, I just like. The, hey, look at his uh, Yo's record. He's got uh, Sydney Olympics. He won silver for wrestling. Yeah, yeah, for wrestling world champions. He's two bronze, two silver, and a gold. Yeah, and then Pan American Games. He also won a gold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the dude's pure fucking talent in wrestling. Is it pure talent or is it pure PEDs? Maybe he was taking them the whole time and who knows? Now that he's not on it, either way, I'd still like to see him get his shot. No for gay Jesus. Yeah, yeah, no for gay Jesus. Yeah. No for gay Jesus. He was trying to tell us, yeah. don't forget Jesus. Yeah. But he just said, no for gay Jesus. <laughs> the big thing then was uh, there's some sort of gay rights, blah, 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 yeah. going on. And I think, uh, was that when the Florida shootings were or something? Something happened against gay people or whatever. Yeah, well, the Florida shootings were devastating because it was like 50 gay people killed. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he went to say, no forget Jesus. America, no for gay Jesus. (laughs) What do you mean, no for gay Jesus? (laughs) Everybody jumped on him. He had no idea what the fuck was going on. That's funny. So, yeah, Yol's the the underdog. Uh, If I was picking him in my parlay, I don't think I'm going to pick that fight in a parlay because that's got a potential to screw it up. Um... I would pick you all, though, for my parlay. Chris Wyman's going to win this fight. Chris Wyman? Yep. What round? Uh, TKO, second round. You'll start to get tired. Chris isn't going to get tired. And, uh, yeah, that's it. All right. That's my pick there, boys. Here is here's arguably, to me, the one I want to watch the most. Okay. Joanna Champion versus Carolina Kowalczyk. Yep. Ah, uh, the two Polish princesses, man. And I say that not like princesses getting their nails done and manis and petties. I'm saying that like uh, they're royalty queens. in Poland, you know? War queens, man. Yeah. Well, there you go. War queens, yeah. Uh, Joanna, Joanna's champion. Minus 370 favorite. Karolina Kowalkiewicz is the plus 310 underdog. That's a huge split. Um, Joanna champion is going to win this one. I don't know that he's, she's going to stop her. Uh, I think that if she wins it, it's going to be a five-round decision. I think Joanna's got more in the gas tank. Uh, Carolina's going to... I'm not going to say she's going to gas out, but I don't think she's going to be able to keep up with the pace that Joanna's going to put on her because Joanna is going to put it on her. Mm-hmm. There's something to prove. You know, there's a little bit of that that uh, Polish rivalry. Um, Joanna's going to win this fight. Carolina Kowalkiewicz is no joke, though. Uh, she can come to bang, and she's good. She showed something I didn't know that she had, and that was a bit of a ground game. You know, she's able to get up. She's able to take people down. Uh, really good against the cage. I think just like everybody else, though, Joanna's going to use her range in the center of the octagon 
and be able to outstrike her. She's faster. She's got a better gas tank. And then she's going to put her against the cage, tee off with combos, and then back up and do it all over again. You think no chance for an upset? I don't think there's going to be much chance of an upset. There's um, like a whole country divided. Oh, I know. Fight. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not fucking around over there, man. They're ready to start the Polish pierogi war <laughs> over who's going to win this fight. Uh... I think that's going to be the fight to watch, though. Yeah, that's going to be. That's, that's going to be a fireworks. War. And you know what? When women's MMA was coming out, I was thinking, I don't know, man. Yeah. Skill level's not that good. These two girls are proof that I'm wrong. And I'm not wrong ever. So, <laughs> Whoa. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm not wrong ever. <laughs> however, however, these girls, uh, they've got skills. Mad skills. That's what it is. Like people like Cyborg and Ronda have stepped forward because women's MMA is still it's growing. It's still growing, but it's it's where UFC was like ten years ago. Yeah. Now you've got a market with people are focused, they, they yeah. know what they need, right? Because you can't, you can't. Like even when I was training, you can't just take six weeks of jujitsu and be like, I'm ready to fight. No, no you you need yeah. two years minimum of that, two years of this. Then you need to put it together and you need to work with it combined for another year. Like, yeah. You're looking at like two to four years before you're stepping in a ring, they suggest, right? Two to four. You're looking at like fucking five to eight, you know? You really are. You have to have – if you did any one discipline for two to four years, you're too far behind. And that's – so you spending two to four years yeah. only on one thing to try to master it, you're not even close. Now split that up to three or four different things. Only spending like a year total on each individual thing. You should realize you're like, fucked. Most people are in these classes at the same time. You know what I mean? So yeah, like, like, even with your first fight, you're not nowhere near ready to be there. But now you need to get that out of your under your belt. You know what I mean? Yeah. You need to get that first mixed martial arts fight before you're ready to have a mixed martial arts fight. In my opinion, because you got to see where all the changes are coming from, right? Putting everything together in theory and knowing how to do something in theory and actually doing it, two completely different things. Yeah. Uh, what you just said to me is you need to play a concert before you're ready to play a concert. No. That's, that's what you just said. So you, what, you, what you put it is, together in the gym against other peers, other people that are – that's where you do your sparring and stuff. Uh, and it takes years. Yes. It takes – you should be for at least – Two or three years before you even get to start sparring. No. What I'm saying is, if we're going to stick to the music analogy, is I say don't do a show until you open for a show. You need to do that small sample to find out, okay, this is where I need to go back to. You need to get... I just had this conversation with another band. You can fucking practice in your garage for two and a half years, but until you actually do a small gig, yeah. you'll never fucking be ready. Okay, so I see what you're saying. Okay, you know what I mean? so what I heard what you saying was... That uh, in order to know how to get ready to play a or uh, to do a MMA fight, you have to take an MMA fight, what which is probably the worst thing that you could tell anybody. <laughs> I'm not saying do it right <laughs> off the bat, but I'm saying you know two to four years. Yeah, you do one fight, you know, opening card, whatever your first fight ever. Now with that, you kind of see okay, I knew what I needed to do, but I didn't. I was missing this part. Okay. This part. Yep. I hear now what you go back into the gym for another little bit, and yep. you're like, okay, this is where I was weak. Now you hammer it out. Yeah. So what what should happen is if you're taking say kickboxing mm -hmm. and uh, jujitsu, you should be doing jujitsu tournaments. You should be doing in gym tournaments, and then you should do, be doing state or province yes. or provincial tournaments. You know, or city tournaments. You should be doing jujitsu tournaments, competitions, yes. blah blah blah. But you don't just 
train kickboxing, no. train jujitsu, and then say, I'm going to take a fight. Exactly. No, you need no. to be able to do these different yes. competitions and work your way Thank up you for, to even getting your first fight. Thank you for clarifying that. I know sometimes I speak and it's weird, but I'm like, In no, order to know how to do an to do, MMA fight, yeah. you have to take <laughs> an MMA fight. fight. No. I'm you're bit. trying to get somebody killed. <laughs> yeah. I meant do tournaments of whatever you're yeah, doing, yeah. and then boom. You and know then put I mean? it together. Yeah. 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 Okay. So someone like, uh, say, Stephen Thompson, he started competing when he was 13 years old. Right, like you don't. Very few people pick this up when they're twenty-four, kind of thing. You know, Yo Romero, he was wrestling his entire life. Uh, Tyron Woodley, same thing, high school wrestler, college wrestler, and then once you've mastered something, move into something else and yep. start picking up striking. Um, people like Rory McDonald, like Rory McDonald, walked into an MMA gym, no skills. I want to be an MMA fighter. Okay, straight from scratch, he started going and picking up all these skills, and then jujitsu tournament kickboxing fights boxing match you know blah blah, yeah. blah and then finally he came through and those new breed like that that's going to be that's going to be the future the conor mcgregor there you go same kind of guy yeah didn't have any well, like, sort of special you know, like joanna and caroline both kickboxing both kickboxers back. yeah holly holmes was a boxer forever yeah and kickboxer yeah and kickboxer yeah, yeah. you know it's tons of wrestlers yeah. misha tate was a wrestler for how long before she yeah. went to, it's it's a start right yeah Yep, hundred percent. My base was kickbox or was taekwondo before anything else. Before yep. the jujitsu. Yeah, I did kickboxing or taekwondo. I mean, why do I keep saying kickboxing? I did taekwondo and I did boxing. Yep. And then I'm like, all right, let's get some jujitsu under me, right? Yep. But I still wasn't ready to do a fight. No, like, shit, no. <laughs> no. But you're right. Before, I mean, but that's why you have amateurs yeah. and pros. Exactly. You got to take ami fights, and then you know, take a few ami fights, not one ami yeah. fight. Now I'm a pro. I'm gonna go pro. No, motherfucker. No. Get your ass back in the you gym. Need about, uh, well, a lot of coaches I'm saying is say you need a good 10 amateur fights before you consider it, but I see some people doing it after like four or five. Yeah. Well, the thing is, once you go pro, you can't go back. No, you, you can't. don't get to go right. reset. And that's where everybody's saying CM Punk's mistake was because yeah. they're like, you can't go to amateur now. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> right? Be like, a pro fighter or a no fighter, yeah. you know? So. All right. We covered Tyrone Woodley and Stephen Thompson earlier. The okay. beginning of all of this. So now the big fight everybody's talking about, despite the fact that I feel it won't be the best one. Gegard Mousasi and Uriah Hall, right? Yeah, that one. No, Conor McGregor. Oh, and I think said everybody was talking about it. Sorry. Yes, everybody's talking about Conor McGregor, Eddie Alvarez. Conor McGregor is the one fifty. He's a minus one fifty five. Uh, Underdog. No favorite. He's the oh. favorite on the betting odds to win that fight. This is where I'm going to make all my money. Eddie Alvarez is going to win this fight. He's probably going to win it in the second or third round. I bet you're going to say he's going to win it by taking it to the ground. Of course he is. the wrestler. <laughs> um, here's the thing. I don't like this fight. I don't like this fight at all. Why not? Because I wanted to see Khabib versus Connor. Of course you did. Why? Well, because Khabib will start Connor <laughs> Right away. That's, that's not a, a question. Uh, I see if Connor wins this, he's got the 155 belt, he's got the 145 belt. He's going to have to give one of them up. He's going to have to give up the 145. Um, but if he holds the 155... Do you think he'll give that one up? Well, he has, has to, to give up 155? Yeah. He can't. He can't go back down. You see that fucking guy? He can't go back to 145. When you look at him uh, when he weighs in, he looks like living death. Like his coach says, like, I'm not letting him go down to one. You've got to keep the safety of your fighters in mind. You can't let him go back down to 145. He doesn't belong there. You know, he did not belong at 145. He made the weight. Uh, he won the belt. Uh, I think if he had uh, winning, that wasn't supposed to happen. Uh, <laughs> I think that if he goes back down again, 
It's not good for his body, man. It's not good a for you. A lot of this weight cut isn't good for their body. No, but that's that's a huge weight cut. You know, that's 26 pounds or something for him. Yeah. You know, if he gets the 155 belt, Khabib never gets a shot at the title. There's no way they'll let Khabib fight. No, that would be the biggest. Unless Connor wants to fight him. No, wouldn't happen. You don't think so? No, because Connor loses and they lose their cash cow. Mm. That's not a conspiracy theory. No, no, it's not. But you you think Khabib will beat him? Uh, Khabib will destroy him. Like, not beat him. It will be a... So what they've done with Connor is everybody said, oh, they protected him, they protected him, they protected him. Uh, they gave him a 155-pound fighter who's not very good in Nate Diaz. Uh, and then they gave him a 155 uh, title shot. That's a problem. Uh, is, to- is Nate Diaz even top 10? Oh, I think they bumped him up to top 2. So when he was going to fight Conor McGregor, you know, it Didn't meant something. they fight at 170. 170 yeah. yeah, they fought at 170. But he's a 155-pound fighter. Nate Diaz yeah. doesn't fight at 170. It's just he couldn't make the weight in to eight days, ten days, or whatever, yeah. uh, to one fifty-five. Um, so yeah, they're protecting Connor. Uh, this is Connor's biggest challenge, his actual biggest challenge. There's a strong possibility that El- Eddie's going to win this. But when I see Eddie's style, and I see Connor, Mc- and I see Jose Aldo's style, they're very similar. And I think that's the only reason Connor got the one fifty-five title shot. Here's the thing, I see it a bit differently. Okay, like Connor, Connor can knock you the fuck out. Yeah, he can do that with a lot of people. Yeah, pound for pound, Connor might be one of the best strikers in UFC. No, you don't think so? Not even close. Oh man, you, I want to live in your fantasy world. Anyway, okay. <laughs> no, one of the best strikers in the UFC. Sorry, what sort of striking titles does he hold? Right, he Where is his proven record? But like, look at his. So knockout. is he? Would you say he's a better striker than Joanna Champion? I didn't say he is the best. I said one he's the up pound. there with one of them, with the best. Okay, what okay. about uh, better than Stephen Wonderboy Thompson? Who's a 54 and old kickboxer? Now you're jumping to conclusions. I never said he was the best. I said he's up there with the best. No, he's not. He's not even. Anyway, he's got precise strikes, good taekwondo, and he's got knockout power. And knockout power. However, he's not one of the better strikers. Anyway, continuing. Everybody assumes that McGregor is just going to lose as soon as he takes to the ground. But if you actually watched his last couple of fights, his ground game has been improving. Like his takedown defenses and everything. Everyone thinks they're just going to. Take him to the ground and it's instantly over. It's not. If you spend your life wrestling. Okay, so Nate Diaz uh, went to the ground. 17 knockouts. 23 wins. 20 wins. Or 20 wins. 23 fights. 20 wins. 17 knockouts. Yeah. How are you going to say he doesn't have knockout power? I didn't say he doesn't have knockout power. How you you said he is pound for pound one of the best strikers. up there with one of the best strikers. No, he's record not. fucking backs I up. can list you 20 strikers that are fundamentally better than him. What happened. you're saying is he hit twenty or seventeen people and knocked them out or yes. TKO'd them. Yes, right. That doesn't make him one of the best strikers. Yoel Romero has uh, twelve out of his thirteen wins are by knockout. He's not a good striker. He's a fucking fantastic wrestler who uses that to try land power shots. But you don't see McGregor. Okay, so I don't see him as a. You one don't of the best see him strikers. as a striker, but you don't. see No, him as a I do see him as a striker. <laughs> I don't see him as pound for one of the pound for pound of best strikers. His record speaks for itself. Does it? What is it again? 20 wins, 17, 17 no- knockouts. Okay. Now, what if those were soccer kicks? Does that make him one of the best stand-up fighters of all time? No. no. I never said that no. either. But what I I'm saying is he's in the caliber of no, some of the he's best. Not. He's not. Uh, okay. You know what? I'm going to give you one. Okay. And I'm going to make an argument for you okay. that his stand-up is good. Really, really good. But it's not great. So I'll give you it's really, really good. I'm not saying it's bad. But pound for pound? No, 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 no. Look at Alistair Overeem, K1 champion. Yeah. 
Okay, that's a world kickboxing titles. Uh, he's a legit proven striker. His striking fundamentals are fucking amazing. Yeah. Joanna Jan Jacek, her striking fundamentals are amazing. Holly Holm, Stephen Thompson, 54-0 kickboxer. Those are pound-for-pound pound strikers. <laughs> Connor is popular. Uh, people like him, and so people say, just bleed stuff. Just bleed stuff. Uh, his striking is more... Uh, there should be a close button here. His striking is more precise than Eddie Alvarez. So we're at least we're in agreement that Connor's striking and stand-up is better. Yes, 100%. He's more precise. Does he have more power? You don't think he has more power than Eddie? No, Eddie's got some badass power. And Eddie's been in some wars. Some wars. This is true. Uh, we're watching uh, who's it? him and Michael Chandler, I think. Mm-hmm. The trilogy fights that they had. What the fucking scraps, man. Those are badass fights. Connor's laser precision is great. He's really, really precise. But he's not really, really... How do you say? If he hits you with your left hand, there's a good chance you're getting hurt. He hits you with your right hand, and you're walking through it. Here's the other thing I was going to bring up. Eddie Alvarez's last two fights with Southpaws did not go... Who were they? Uh, Nick Perez. Perez? Perez? Obviously. (laughs) I had these fucking names, too. Give me a sec. Uh... Anthony Pettis, sorry. I don't Anthony know Pettis. Pettis. Okay. Okay, and the other one was... Michael no. Chandler? No. There's another one in there. Like, I think he won them, but, like, they were not... Yeah. So look split at, look decision. At, he already lost to Conor McGregor. How did he lose? He didn't lose. It doesn't say loss. It's... Yeah, but it's red square. Yeah, but it doesn't say win or lose because it hasn't happened yet. It also says UFC 205, November 12th, One round. Doesn't say how. No. So a lot of times what people will, will happen to these guys' thing is people go in there and... Yeah. Fuck with it. Changed already, but yeah. it's not. Right. This is just saying on this date he's fighting Conor McGregor. Ah, so no number, usually what it no says method, is there's nothing in there. Yeah, yet. but usually what it says here yeah. is next opponent. Yeah. Yeah. And but when it put and it's just usually a gray square. Now it's got a red square but, uh, like he lost. I was watching some of the other stuff, like I said, and they were saying that he fought Anthony Pettis and I can't remember the other Southpaw, but he had a little trouble. He won both those fights. Yeah. But it went to decision, is what I mean. So now it was coming down to do you think he can outlast Conor McGregor? Who's can he got, outlast yeah, him? Who's got yeah, who's got more yeah. gas in the team? Yeah, yeah. Ed, no, Eddie Alvarez does. Uh, he's the. Are you familiar with uh, Gilbert Melendez? Uh, name sounds familiar. I okay. Um, somebody, somebody that you would be familiar with. Oh, right here, Gilbert Melendez. Yeah. Okay. So, Gil Melendez is part of the scrap pack kind of thing with Nate Diaz, Jake Shields, Nick yeah. Diaz. They had an awesome fucking fight. Uh, and it went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And somebody should have got tired, and they just went and went, and they were like rock 'em sock 'em fucking robots. It was. <laughs> Back and forth and back and forth, and nobody got tired. It wasn't natural. Uh, Eddie doesn't get tired, and Connor's got that, what is it, 7-minute to 11-minute mark where he's just a bag of shit. Yes. Nate Diaz almost finished him. Well, he did finish him the first time and almost finished him the second time. Nate Diaz and Eddie Alvarez are not the same. No, exactly. Yeah. I'm torn. I'm going to say Connor McGregor wins this fight. You say Connor? Yep. Okay. The reality is, I'm putting my money on Eddie Alvarez. Uh, Eddie Alvarez has a better chance to beat Connor than anybody has. I just, I really wish we'd see Connor fight the people that he should be fighting. It's been a pick 'em. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough. I'm not a Connor hater. I just also am not a Connor lover. Yeah. Couldn't give a fuck about him. You know, he's the most popular fighter, uh, second most popular fighter the UFC's ever seen. Um, and I just don't, I just don't. 
there's no, he doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> you know, I think that if he picked a weight class and fought his way up in that weight class, I would probably really like the fucking Here's guy. what I like about Connor that people don't see what he's doing when he does it. He wins fights before he even steps on the ground. Yeah. All that chip talk yep. is him breaking you mentally. Yep. And once he's in your head, he's won. Yep. That's it, right? That's the idea, yeah. Is and he going to get in Eddie Oliver's head? See, though? that's the thing. is, like, you know, one of the, somebody once told me, uh, a coach once told me, um, who's been in the UFC for a long time, one of the best things I ever heard. He said, when you're fighting, he's like, when you're up and coming and you're amateur, he's like, it's 80% skill, 20%, no, it's 95% skill, 5% mental. Once you start getting recognized... It's 80% skill and 20% mental. Once you start winning championships and you get to a certain level, it's 95% mental and 5% skill. Because it's not even skill anymore. It's all muscle memory at that point. You, you've done all the basics. And the only one who could beat you really at that point is you. And he's like, there's been a few champions, to name one being Ronda, who mentally has no strength. And that's why that first loss, she's like, oh, I'm going to kill myself and blah, blah, blah. It's like, shut up. You're not the only one who's ever lost a fucking fight before, right? Then there's other fighters who lose, come back and go on Hail Mary win streaks and blah, 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 right? Think about it. Would you agree or disagree? I would semi-agree and semi-disagree. I think uh, at one point you said that it's no longer about skill. It's all muscle memory. No, it's tons about skill. Skill is just about everything. Just about um, Nerves. Octagon jitters, uh, courage. What am I saying? Courage. Yeah, I don't know if, if courage even cuts. Octagon like, jitters kind of and courage. That's all mental. Yeah. So if, I, if I'm standing across from an opponent who's but, been fighting just as long as I have and knows everything I want, I know, and I know everything he knows, it comes down to mental. Who wants it more? Yeah. So, but you forgot to let me finish. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so skill is still ninety-five percent of everything. Um, 95, I'm just throwing a number out there. What the real number is, who the fuck knows. But the other, we'll say 5, 10% or whatever, is that uh, courage, um, nerves. Uh, what did you eat that day? How was your weight cut? How were all those things? Um, that matters. Because you're not, okay, I can be the bravest person in the world, and I'm not scared to go fight Tyrone Woodley. Does that mean I'm going to win? No, he's got more skill. He's way better than me. Skill matters. Skill yes. matters in a big way. But I'm saying once you get to the top, your skill levels are basically on par with each other. You know enough to counter his stuff and vice versa. It does just come down to a mental. Yeah. Cool, man. You're wrong. <laughs> Where's my you're wrong noise? No way, man. You're just jealous because I can outthink this better than you. Well, but it doesn't make you right. It does make me right. That's the you're wrong horn. No. Yeah. You're wrong, my friend. Um... So your case in point would be Jose Aldo versus Conor McGregor. Got in his head, forced him to make a mistake. Right? Yeah, he could, but he's not. That's what I'm saying. Jose's got like. Oh wait. Oh, we're talking about Jose. Sorry. Right. That's keep up with me, Dan. Remember, you told me you're outthinking me here. <laughs> I said I had a better philosophy than you. That's what I said. Uh, no, I think that you've got the right idea. I think it was just the wrong application to it. Because hmm. here's the thing: you're a wrestler. Mm-hmm. I'm a Stephen Waterboy Thompson, 54-0 kickboxer. I'm a sport karate champion. I'm undefeated 183 and something in my karate tournaments. Uh, you have never taken kickboxing in your life, Tyrone. And uh, you're not 153, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You don't have the same skills as me. My stand-up smokes yours. We have different skills. Yeah. Your skill is wrestling and a big power left and a big power right. Different skills. 
we don't know the exact same things. No. So it's not just down to mental. It's now whose skills are going to prevail. <laughs> whose conditioning, whose weight cut went better, whose, you know. You can't just say we all not have the same skills to counter each other. That's not how it goes, right? Does Chris Weidman have the wrestling skills to counter Yo Romero's wrestling skills? You looked at Yoel's record. Do you think he does? No. No. But it's not the same skills. But you mentally prepared and know, hey, I can't run this. Well, let's game hope with your him. mental wall to stops set... his takedown. But that's what I... No. <laughs> no, it doesn't work that what way. What I'm saying is it starts before. You know enough to say, hey, I can't run this game with this guy, so here's my next strategy. Yeah. He's gonna run his strategy, you're gonna run your strategy, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Skills still enter into it. But Am I mentally strong enough to not be stupid enough to give him my back or slip up here or whatever, right? Now it all comes down to your strategy in your game. What your plan is. Do the mental fortitude to stick to your plan and make sure it works. Yeah, but that's skills as well. Being able to stick to your plan is a skill, right? Because a lot of times what happens is the gate closes, your game plan goes over the motherfucking window, you know? Can you adjust? That's Can a you mental adjust? game. Let's agree to disagree. All right. <laughs> that's the power up. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, man? We're an hour and seven minutes in. Yeah, I want to know what your thought is on uh, GSP tearing up his contract. GSP did not tear up his contract. Yes, he did. He's tell a me about free it. agent now. Let me tell you about it. All right, please, let me hear this. You ready? Yes. I declare bankruptcy. You ever watch The Office? Yes. Michael Scott? Yes. I declare bankruptcy. Did you declare bankruptcy? No, you got to go to court. You've got to file papers. You've got a whole lot of things to do. I declare free agency doesn't mean anything. He's still under contract. You don't get to just tear up your contract and become a free agent. You think Dana so White he put out a back? video that he talked to WME, he talked to Dana White, and they're making up. But he's not going to be able to fight at UFC 206. We're looking for a later fight in the UFC. Is that what happened now? Yes! He's like, I didn't see that <laughs> no! part. Just tear up his contract. Dana White talk about how he's not ever going to fucking fight, and then he's done with him. And then I watched that about George being like, I'm done. I'm a free agent now. You guys can fucking... Yeah. Tons of people say that. Yeah. Every week somebody comes out and says that. <laughs> Except for this one was George St. Pierre. That's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. But is it? I don't think so. I'm a, I'm a George St. Pierre fan. Like I said, I'd kiss his chest. Right? I'm going to have to edit that out. Anyway. No. no uh, that stays in. <laughs> but the reality is, George, I don't think, wants to fight. He wants to make money. Lots and lots of money. But I don't think he wants to fight for the sake of fighting or for glory or for any of that. It's all about money or it's all about keeping his name out so that his sponsors that he does have right now, not in the UFC, uh, make their value from him because now he's relevant again. People are talking about him. Your sponsorship dollars mean something. Mm. And I think that's what's happening. Uh, mm. He's been saying for well over two years now, yeah, a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It's been three years since he's fought. Yeah, Come on. If he came back, do you think he could be competitive? Uh, yeah, against, I'd say, a lot of guys he could. Uh, I think the game is passing him up. When he left, <sighs> Johnny Hendricks is in a place right now where if he loses his next fight to Neil Magny, he's done, he's retiring. Because he can't beat anybody. Yeah. Okay? He barely lost to GSP. Do you think GSP loses to the... Uh, or beats some of the guys Johnny Hendricks has lost to? I don't think he does anymore. He barely beat Johnny Hendricks. Um, and I think that was GSP at the top of his game. What, you're uh, talking on, about on, his last couple of fights? Yeah. You're not um, seeing him at the top of his no, game? No, 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 no. To wait for me to be finished. Sorry. That's seeing him at the top of his game at the end of his career. So that's as high as he was going to go at the end of his career. There's no way he can get higher in it. It's all going down. That's as high as he can get, and he went out exactly where he should. Was he way better before? Yeah. 
But now that he's at the end of his career after his knee surgery or whatever, that's the best he's going to be. Everything after that is a step down. And I don't think that he's got what it takes to, let's be honest, beat uh, Wonderboy, beat Woodley, beat uh, even fucking Robbie Lawler, you know? Yeah. I don't know that he can take Robbie Lawler down. He's got the best wrestling in MMA. Not the best wrestling, but the best wrestling for MMA. And I don't know that he could take down Robbie Lawler. He's it's starting. He's uh, lost a lot of power in his takedowns. He's lost a lot of explosiveness. He's not going to tell you that, but when you watch him, you know, his takedowns are nowhere near when he was fighting Tiago Elvis. Yeah. Or Dan Hardy or somebody, you know. He barely beat Carlos Condit. Carlos Condit is, you know... Talk about retiring, he can't win anymore. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think he comes back and he's championship-level competitive. I think he can beat a lot of 170s. That's a whole lot of talking for me to say, kind of, he can beat people. <laughs> all right, let's talk about uh, Ronda coming back. Do you think it's all right that she gets a title shot ASAP? I think that she was the only champion for four or five years. And not because she sat out, she fought. She beat everybody, she beat them all decisively. She is the face of women's MMA. She is the most popular MMA fighter of all time. She is the actual uh, pay-per-view draw champion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is. She's your actual cash cow. Connor's number two, but Ronda's number one. See, everyone's on her that she should be fighting Cyborg, but I see it differently. Don't get me wrong. I hate Ronda Rousey. I love that she went and fucking cried about it. I kind of wish she pulled the trigger. That's how much I hate her. But I think wow. she's smart. Right, you come back, you do your one fight first, get all that rust off, then you go after the fight everybody wants to see. You know what I mean? Don't just rush into fucking cyborg fight right away. So her comeback fight should be for the championship? Is that what you're thinking? I don't think she should get the title right away, but she should fight somebody. Fight somebody like up there. Maybe uh, who's number two right now besides Ronda? But uh, Ronda, number two fight, winner gets to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't feel like she should get the belt right away have a fight first you know what i mean have a top competitive fight first you know but i guess nunez is really the only one out there left that she hasn't beat yet and juliana pena yeah you know um that would be my only counterpoint is that she's had all those fights already yeah uh juliana pena i think is six fight seven fight win streak um amanda nunez has lost to people that ronda's beat Blah, blah, blah. Hmm. But this is what I mean. Is like I The only thing I think that could help Nunez in this fight right now is the fact that Ronda's been gone for how long? Yeah. If Ronda was still champion in her prime, Nunez would just get destroyed in the first round like everybody else. Maybe. That's how I see it. That's how you see it. And you know, you know, one that's, of her, that's probably a pretty valid... One of, one of her best fights was Misha Tate where it went to the third round. Ronda's, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's... I got it. She beat her, but... Let's be honest, she barely beat Misha Tate. And Liz Carmouche, who's yeah. now the first fight on fucking Fight Pass yeah. on UFC 2. So, you, Liz Carmouche just will choke Ronda out. Yeah, <laughs> well, exactly, right? So, I don't agree with her just getting the Nunez fight right off the fucking bat. So, who would you put her against, honestly? <sighs> yeah, who's the one you just said that she hasn't fought yet? And Juliana Pena. Even put her back against Misha Tate. That was a decent fight to watch last night. I can't watch that fucking fight anymore. I've seen it three times. Uh, I can't watch Ronda Isha. I don't want to see it. I just, I, I just don't. Well, who would you put her against? I'm at Nunes. You would? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whether it's for the title or not. Yeah. Even if somebody else held the title. I want to see Amanda Nunes, Ronda Rousey. You know? I guess, yeah. And it just happens Here's that a- Amanda Nunes knocked the fuck out of Misha Tate. <laughs> which sucks. I like Misha Tate. You know? And she's single, which is, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I, I would I would put her against Ronda Rousey. Amanda Nunes, Ronda Rousey. Belt or no belt, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Do I want to see her in Cyborg? Uh, you don't want to finally see that just be done? You don't want to see just Cyborg KO her in the first round and be done? I, I, I'm at this point, I don't give a shit. Really? You know, like we were talking about at the beginning, fanboy, blah, blah, blah. No, I want to see things that are interesting. This is not, it's not interesting anymore. I want to watch Cyborg one-punch Ronda and Ronda to just be off this earth. What you might see is Cyborg tapping her now. I don't see. Here's why. Okay. Ronda is very beautiful. You tell me all about it. Okay. Ronda, like you said, is very, or I mean, Cyborg is very beatable if you can get past her flurries. Cyborg does not have a lot of gas in the tank, right? The problem is, it's a very heavy hand, it's very quick, and it's hard to get away from it. And even if you do, she's going to come back with a couple follow-ups. So you have to survive the Hail Mary at the beginning. Like, not Hail Mary, but the fury of blows she throws at you at the beginning, which, as you've seen, not very many people have been able to do. And that's the hard part. (laughs) Yeah, her striking is great. She's a beast. Uh, she's been caught for steroids. Let's not forget that. Ronda hasn't. I'm not a Ronda Rousey fan. Um, Still maintain that Ronda's been caught. Been cut? Caught. Caught. With roids. And why do you maintain that? That's interesting. Let's get into that. I read it and I believe it. Uh, she had him in her hand or she tested positive for tested something? positive. Tell me the whole story. I, I just, like, it was never confirmed, but, it, like, when your cash cow gets fucking caught for roids and you can have a way to um, fucking hide it, you do. And you don't look like that much of a man without doing roids. Just look at Cyborg. You think Ronda looks like a man? Fuck yeah! I think she looks super soft. Really? I think if she's taking roids, it's definitely for recovery, not for fucking body. Oh, God, no, it's fucking, she's a three-quarter man. No, she's half a man, Cyborg's three-quarter man. <laughs> if you're going to look at her body and think she's doing steroids, I want you to Google some other ones as well, okay? I want you to Google uh, Amanda Nunes, Cyborg, um, oh, what the hell's her name? Fuck, I was just talking about her before the podcast started as well. Um, fuck. What's Got uh, Liz Carmouche. Yeah, yeah. Google those ones and tell me if you think Rhonda's the one on steroids. Do you think that looks soft? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You don't see around her belly? Better look at her belly. No. What's happening there? Look at her arms. No. Okay. Let's, let's, steroids don't give you a fucking six pack. They just fuck up. You know what I mean? So what are we looking at? Build your muscles. What is it that you're showing me that That looks looks like like roids and donuts. That's what that fucking looks like. Okay. Steroids don't give you a six pack. They just build muscle and then you dehydrate yourself due to weight no, cuts. It, it and allows that's how you, you to like. work harder. Okay. So I'm going to show you a picture of somebody here. Liz Carmouche. Sticker next to Rhonda. You think Rhonda's the one that's on steroids? You, but you get that, right? Like you get I, I know exactly saying. what steroids, steroids do. I used to take steroids. Don't give you muscle tone. Like they help you fucking go and you build muscle faster. Yes. But I've known a lot of fucking people on roids that look fatter than I fucking do. Tell you what. Look Ronda, at, there's nothing about Ronda that looks like she's on steroids. Look at, at World's all. Strongest Man competitions. Yeah. Those guys do not <coughs> look like that. Six packs and stuff like well, that. It doesn't have to be six packs. But I mean, they, they also. They don't look they fat. They don't either, look. Though. Yeah. They look know? like this is one solid muscle. That is not. <laughs> right? No, keep going. I like oh, this. No, no, no. I just. I fucking hate Ronda. Yes, I, I see that. Oh, my God. You haven't told me why, what says she was caught with steroids. I, just I'm you hoping. made the claim. I'm now just tell me about it. I'm saying I want to believe that she's been caught with steroids and they covered it up. When I don't know. Come on. Several times, I'm sure. 
Make some shit up, man. Make some shit Breaking up. Breaking news. Well, she was doing all those movies for a while, but she's still fucking winning fights. Nah, well, fuck she's so much shit. better than the one she was fighting, except yeah. for Misha Tate. Yeah, she's she's better than Misha Tate, but so not much. Better. Yeah, Misha was her best because yeah. they're both ground fighters. And that's the thing, right? Like, keep putting Ron against, like, rookies or stand-ups, and she's going to fucking destroy them. Yeah. Who's that Canadian girl she went up against, or, or I remember, and it was only, like, her, fuck, it was, like, nobody. Like, she's only had, like, three or four fights in her whole fucking career. Canadian, Rhonda. Yeah. Wasn't she a Canadian? Yeah, I swear she was a Canadian girl. You want to, John Jacek fought, uh... Valerie Letourneau, no, Canadian, Canadian. No, no, no. Ronda fought this girl. I swear she was Canadian. Fight lasted like 16 seconds. It was supposed to be like jujitsu versus judo. I'm going to look up her fucking name here. Uh, and Ronda just like fucking... How long ago? This is a while ago. I think this was like her eighth or ninth win or something like that. Ever? Not ever. It was in the UFC. Um, come on. Oh, now Wikipedia doesn't want to fuck. All right. Canadian. Uh, I swear she was a Canadian. Oh, that's... Um... Katz Zagano? No, that's Alexis her. Davis. That's it, Alexis, Alexis Davis. Davis. Okay. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, Alexis Davis. And Alexis Davis was like, I think she only had like four fights at the time or some shit like that professionally. Like it was, I can't no, even no, see no. her picture. She, when she fought Ronda Rousey, she was sixteen and five. Uh, sixteen and five already. That's not her. That's the only Canadian that I think she fought. She was Julia Bob. Sarah. Be her fourth or fifth UFC fight. KO by punches. I know that was that. So. Alexis Davis. Yeah, it has to be Alexis Davis then. Maybe uh, uh Sarah Kaufman, Canadian. Maybe that was it. By punches. She fought Ronda Rousey. She was fifteen and two, but that was in Strike Force. And at that point, uh Sarah Kaufman already beat Alexis Davis and Liz Liz Carmouche and Marlos Kunin <laughs> and Misha Tate and Valerie Letourneau. So I mean she was legit by then. Oh yeah. I didn't know Ronda fought so many fucking Canadians. Yeah, here's another one right here, Charmaine Tweet. Your auntie. Yeah. Never actually looked at her record before. No? Yeah, here's her losses. Here's Charmaine's loss to uh, Cyborg. Sorry, Charmaine Tweet. Charmaine Tweet, yeah. Yeah. She's lost to Cyborg, Julia Budd, uh, Ronda Rousey, Anna Barone once, but beat her the next two times. And Adrian Sabir. I don't know. Split decision. Whatever. That Anna Barone line was there for number three. Holy fuck. She knocked the snot out of that bitch, man. <laughs> that was like, I was front row, and it was like, it was like, well, you ever watch those videos where like some street punk picks a fight with the wrong person and like, and then the boxer fucking knocks the hell out of her? Yeah, oh yeah. That's what it was. Anna Barone came in like 30 pounds overweight. Like she's like, I couldn't make weight. So Char's like, I'll take this fight anyway. She's like, I just means I don't have to fucking cut weight and fucking knock the fucking snot out of her, man. <laughs> Holy fuck, man. Cut her open in like the third punch in the first round. Yeah. And blood is just fucking pouring out of her. Right on. <laughs> anyway, that has nothing to do with anything. That's exactly what that was. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about GSP coming back. What do we think? We talked about Ronda Rousey coming back. She, does she deserve a title shot? Yeah, we talked um, about the whole 205. Talked about 205, start to finish. Hopefully everybody's sufficiently gone to sleep now. They're, I put them to sleep. <laughs> um, what about, uh... We, we heard there's a party at your place. There's, yeah, there'll be a party at my place. November 12th, everybody come on down. It's, uh, I live in, in, uh, North Dakota. Yeah. In Minot. Yeah. BYOB. Yeah. Bring your own bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. That's the question. Are, are we allowed to have drinks at this party? 
What do you mean? Are you allowed to have drinks at you in kindergarten? Well, I just I drink whatever out of, you want. Out of respect for you, I meant. You know, you've yeah. So guys, I don't drink alcohol. You can drink alcohol at my house. If you act like an asshole, I have no problem throwing somebody through a window. So <laughs> let's bring your own beer. Bring your own drinks, but uh, be smart. Oh man, man, I've never been smart in my whole life. Huh. <laughs> so I've got a picture pulled up here. Of I'm on Reddit, guys. Our Reddit MMA. If you want to get at me, I'm two girls, one ninja. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, it's got a picture of uh, some UFC fighters says undefeated on it. Uh, top of the list is Khabib Nurmagomedov, twenty three and zero. Though then Joanna, why do these people have to have names that are fucking more than three letters long? Joanna Janjacek or Joanna Champion, she's twelve and zero. Brian Ortega is 11 and 0. Let's put an asterisk next to his. He was just popped for PEDs. <laughs> Carolina, uh, Carolina, how do you say? Carolina Kovalkovich, 10 yeah. and 0. She's fighting Joanna John Jacek. We just went over that. Yeah, Joanna champion. Yeah. Mursa, uh, Mursad Bektik is 10 and 0. Cody Garbrandt is 9 and 0. And then obviously Mickey Gall, who just fought uh, CM <laughs> Wannabe. CM Punk, yeah. Is, uh, Mickey Gall is 2 and 0. They're using CM Punk as an example, uh, not like a, not making an example of him, but I mean like because there have been a lot of wrestlers who've made the cut over there, right? Like Batista did it, uh, Brock Lesnar did it, right? They're the big names. Everyone else is kind of no names or whatever. There's another one, Bobby Lashley. Yeah, Bobby Lashley. That's yeah. what I'm saying. There's been a couple that aren't as famous. Yeah, you know, like Batista and Brock Lesnar are fucking you know baby faces of the company almost. Right? Oh, of WWE or yeah. whatever? But, I mean, they used him, uh, you know, because I think Batista's only had, like, two or three fights, but he's, like, undefeated. Okay. Right? I, Amateur. I, I don't know. Amateur. But then CM Punk's or whatever. But then they used it to show, like, how much more dominant Brock Lesnar actually is for him to come in the way he did and do what he did. People are like, it's impressive, but now it sets the bar of how impressive it was. Yeah. Because it was no small feat. Even me, who grew up watching Brock Lesnar, was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on here and then all of a sudden he was beating everybody you know what i mean yeah um you know like batista did his run he said it was one of the hardest things he ever had to do was one cross over training he, he won one fight by knockout. was it only one one yeah i watched his fight i just i thought he had one or two more like he hadn't done it that much he did it or whatever but you know what i mean yeah and i watched his fight um and then yeah cm punk to just get destroyed by is by mickey gall who's who's what mickey gall's like you know what i mean yeah um, but yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, man. Brock Lesnar had a hell of a run. Uh, obviously the steroids thing kind of tainted a little bit. They're saying now it's like a fucking foot cream or some shit that he's putting on his feet, which is interesting because I've got a foot cream as well. It does. It's, uh, got steroids in it. It's, uh, what the fuck is it called? Something stero- steroidal cream or whatever. It's, it's a topical steroid. You rub it on you and your skin does absorb it, you know? Uh, same with Chad Bendis for his psoriasis. If you look at the dude's skin, it's all like nasty and red and scaly. Yeah. He's got a cream. He puts it on. Pop for steroids. Uh, I didn't know mine had steroids in it until I read the fine print. But here's the ca- here's the catch. I read the fine print. I didn't have to. You're a professional MMA fighter. Read the fine fucking print. Yeah. You know. Well, that's... I do believe that. Uh, I don't know about Brock, but I do believe that Chad Mendes popped because of that cream. But he should have read the fine print, motherfucker. Here's the thing that makes, like, everyone's always like, oh, how could athletes uh, do that? Yeah. Well, here's the thing is, like, don't get me wrong. I put, like, 90% of the blame on them. But, like, how much, when you're an athlete, 
how much pressure is from you from agents and other things to once you get on top, you have to stay on top. You know what I mean? That's a lot of fucking pressure. You look at football players or basketball players, right? You've been in this for like 10 years and all of a sudden there's some snot-nosed kid. He can run faster than you, bench more. You're about to lose your fucking job. You know what I mean? Athletes, fighters, boxers. Like, yeah, like once you get that fucking belt, if you only have the belt once and disappear, nobody remembers your fucking name. That's a lot of pressure. You got to keep that, you know? Not to mention the effort that goes into earning your way up to get that title shot. You know, you can't just have like an explosive two or three fights and then fucking phase out. That's not how you exist anymore. No, exactly. So, yeah. You so, got to stay relevant. Yeah. You got to stay on top. There's so, a lot of pressure. Of course, people like try to find ways to keep on top a little extra and get away with it and blah blah blah, you know? That's that's the cost of pressure on top, man. Yeah. You fucking <coughs> I'm going to change the subject here a little bit. Uh just seen Chael Sonnen posted a poem uh, about Tito Ortiz. Chael Sonnen's in Bellator now. Mm-hmm. He's fighting Tito Ortiz. And uh, he posted the poem. Chael, I hope you don't mind. I know you listen. You're a fan of the show. I'm going to read the poem here. I'm bringing back the karate chop. Vulcan neck pinch and Hulk leg drop. Because Tito's really got to stop. Abandoned ship and close up shop. He can lie and hide and stall. His head's too big and his heart's too small. He's a dog who ha- who's had his day. Then after him, it's Fondale. <laughs> I like that. Chael Sonnen and the fucking champ. See, the thing is with Conor McGregor, everybody loves Conor McGregor. He's so blah, 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 blah. So 90% of the stuff he said, Chael's already said. Now, a lot of people don't know that, especially the new guys. Everybody's that's new to MMA. They don't realize that he's not saying anything new. Yeah. Uh, no. I think his new line, uh, uh, Red Panty Night, you know, Chael didn't say that. No. But someone in WWE in the 70s did. I can't remember the guy's name. I think that's Hyper. I don't know, whoever it was. But, but everything that Conor McGregor has said has already been said. And everybody's, oh, he's the greatest shit talker. Oh, yeah. He just nah. read a poem just like I did. But it's it, it goes back in anything. Everybody loves a shit disturber. Yep. Because all of a sudden you have a guy that is saying something that you've always been too chicken shit to say, whether you want to admit it or not. Now, some people are chippy. But some people are fucking smart, right? It goes all the way back. Old wrestling days, you know, The Rock did it forever. Stone Cold did it forever. Now Chael Sonnen did it before, right? Even Tito was chipping mm-hmm. before. McGregor's doing it now. Yep. After McGregor's done, there will be somebody else. It doesn't matter what sport you go to. Yep. Everyone, there's, there's, that's what makes people, you know, fun to watch. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't find, I don't think Connor's fun to watch. Uh, here we go again, John on Connor. Uh, I don't think Connor's fun to watch because he talks lots. I don't get hyped up from Connor's talking because it's like, oh, well, I heard that one before. Oh, Muhammad <laughs> Ali said that one. Oh, Joe Fraser said that one. Oh, Tito Ortiz said this one. Oh, you picked that one from WWE. And most of the time, Chael already said it. So yeah. there's nothing that Connor says no. that I'm all excited about. No. There's nothing new. It's just fun to watch. But even when Chael said it, yeah. Chael now took it from a uh, lot from WWE because yeah. he, well, it wasn't, it was WWF or whatever back then. He's a huge WWF fan. fan. Yeah. So he takes a lot from that and he'll admit it. He said, there's nothing wrong with stealing somebody else's shtick. To me. Give props to the guy. You know, it's a homage. Well, you know, and that's what Connor's doing. However, Connor's pushing it off that it's his own. You know, he's not saying that it's a stick. It's a stick, you know. Yeah. You know what? People always look at you funny. The best trash talker in the business, hands down. Has always had is uh, the Rock. You ever go back? You watch his stuff from the mid nineties yep. when he was up and coming. Nobody could deliver a fucking zinger better than the Rock. 
I just read a thing about the Rock repeating most of his lines were from someone else as well. Yeah, oh um, yeah. No, no, he fully admitted that. But you watch that shit and it's great. You know yeah, what I mean? if you can deliver, uh, deliver, you know. But like to me, right, every generation has that person they look to, right? The Rock grew up watching guys like Muhammad Ali. I grew up watching guys like The Rock. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, then there was Chael Sonnen grew up watching The Rock, obviously. Now he's in, well, right? Well, Chael Sonnen's right. older than The Rock, but he was watching like... There's no way he's older than The Rock. How old is Chael Sonnen? Uh, I'm going to say he's 40, 38. The uh, Rock's like in his 50s. Oh, is he? Yeah, The Rock didn't start his wrestling career until he was almost 30. Oh, in the I didn't 90s, know that. So, yeah, yeah. Because you got to remember, The Rock was a football player before he was a wrestler. Well, kind of. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he tried anyway. Yeah. He tried. Knee yeah. injury brought him oh, back. Oh, he's only, he's only 39. He's yeah. turning 40. So but he, no, the, yeah, he didn't grow up watching The Rock. He grew up watching these people I've never heard of before. I've never heard of these fucking people. Uh, what's the oldest fucking wrestler that you know? The oldest wrestler alive? Rock's 43. 44. The oldest wrestler I know, yeah. uh, Ric Flair, of course, came back. Oh, no, before that. Before Ric Flair? Oh, yes. Crikey. Well, the only ones, like, I know were all in that area. Like, Rowdy, Rowdy Piper, Ultimate Warrior, Ric Flair. They were all around the same time. So the oldest ones I know, I can't even think back before that. Yeah, that's the stuff that he was watching. There's some good trash talkers back then, too. Uh Okay, let's wrap it up. That's been fun. Uh, Dane's going to take off. I'm going to do some editing. uh, Edit out all the dumb stuff that he said and (laughs) add extra smart stuff that I said. Yeah. Uh, actually, no. That last when you were going on about the rock, I like that. That was that's we we need that. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. Good job, man. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, uh, what did I hear on UFC today or UFC Unfiltered? Uh, where you might be swearing in this. So if you got kids in your car, push them out the fucking door. <laughs> yeah. Have a good day, guys. <laughs> See ya.